What a game of cricket we have had the privilege of witnessing this evening. That was mighty! Yes, now ABC uh, sports reporter Tracy Holmes is here to talk about sport. G'day, Tracy. How are you? Very well. We often talk about the eye-watering amounts of money that male sports stars can make. I think I'm in the wrong business. Uh, but this, <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I just needed a bit of hand-eye coordination. I could have been a billionaire. Uh, but this week, we, uh, there was some good news for female cricketers following the player auction for the inaugural Women's Premier League. Australia's Ashley Gardner was among the international talents who landed a pretty big payday. Uh, yes, yeah, she was. So she came in second. I'll, I'll just start with a bit of background for those that don't know what the, the WPL is. Um, about 15 years ago, the IPL started for men, which was, you know, the 2020 series in India. Um, they had a lot of Indian players, but they also wanted to bring in some of the star headline acts from around the world. Uh, and it basically revolutionised cricket and its, its um, international domain, if you like. Uh, so now, 15 years later, India has decided they're going to start a WPL for women. And um, they auctioned off five franchise licences. That auction got $800 million plus for the Indian uh, cricket controllers over there. Uh, The television rights were then sold for $170 million. So we're talking about around a billion dollars already before a ball was even bowled. The competition will go for three weeks starting on March 4. And as you say, Ashley Gardner getting a $558,000 deal um, being sold as the second most um, expensive player in that auction. The first prize went to Samriti Mandana, one of the local players and a bit of a a superstar in Indian cricket. She's gone to the Royal Challengers Bangalore team for $593,000. Not bad for three weeks. Work. Wow. So there is a bit more to this story, though. I mean, who owns these five WPL teams? Yeah, that's an interesting story. And one team in particular, not the team that Ashley Gardner's gone to. Um, uh, in fact, it is the team that Ashley's gone to. And uh, they have attracted, I think, four Australian players. Uh, they're the Gujarat Giants. And they are owned by Mr. Um, Adani, mm, uh, who is very well known in, the lot, in these parts. Yes, exactly. Um, his actual stocks have taken a bit of a hit most recently um, with, you know, some unsavoury stories around, uh, you know, underhanded deals, etc. Um, but uh, that hasn't seemed to affect, you know, what's going on in the WPL at all. Um, but it does sort of raise those issues, I guess, when, you know, we look at all of those international events overseas, we talk about sports washing, we talk about, you know, what's going on with workers' rights in the Middle East and women's rights and LGBTQI rights and all of those very valid arguments and spotlights. Uh, but sometimes we, we also need to turn the blowtorch on ourselves and say, OK, well, what's going on here? Are we happy with this? Is this OK? Um, and maybe it is OK. You know, maybe there's an understanding that it's a very complex world out there and sport is caught up in the middle of it all. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of shades of grey. Mm. Uh, not too much of it is is black and white. And the further you, you dig the more you get. Yeah, good luck separating sport and money. I mean, I also note the Royal Challengers in Bangalore are owned by one of the world's biggest alcohol companies. So, I mean, this is something that I think would be not allowed here in Australia. 
Is that against the rule? Well, I mean, it depends how you look at it. Like a lot of people from outside of Australia in countries where there is no legalised gambling, they come here and they put on some sport to watch and they go, "It's there's not really any sport, it's just wall-to-wall gambling ads Mm. and there's a bit of sport played in the middle of these ads, so what's going on here? Um, But it is interesting when, you know, we talk about these sorts of things and um, it's... It's tempting to put sport in its own little quarantine basket over on the left and we see it differently and we put aside all of those other judgments when we're looking at sport and yet really it exists in the same ecosystem and all of those sorts of uh, things and challenges that society has. We talk about Alice Springs, we're looking at challenges with Indigenous populations and, and alcohol restrictions there and and yet, you know, sport is kind of propped up uh, by, by alcohol advertising and sponsorship and gambling. And gambling. Mm. So uh, the short form of the game and the subcontinent really are the driving forces of cricket full stop these days. Where is this leading women's cricket overall, do you think? Well, I think what it's done, um, especially with the, the launch of this WPL, and there's already plans for expansion as early as next year. So only five teams at the moment, they want to increase that by next year. Uh, I think what it's done is it's sent it sent a really strong message to all of those other sports and and in some regards more high profile sports like football for instance that is played on every country on the planet uh, to say we thought we were the best. Look what cricket's doing, you know. Mm. And when you've got uh, India, one country, but 1.3, 1.5 billion people, is it? Uh, you've got a massive market and suddenly you've got one country that will then change the game, not just its own game, uh, but a particular sport and all other sports because of what it's doing in its country. I should also point out here that there's a longer game at play as well for the Indians, and that is um, that they they really want to uh, get cricket into the Olympic Games. They also want to host the Olympics. And so all of this stuff is, is being watched very, very closely mm. by the IOC. And I was particularly piqued when I saw that on the IOC website, they are carrying all the news of this WPL tournament. Uh, That's really interesting. Yeah, Yeah, that's uh, reading the tea leaves for sure. Uh, Let's move on. The Matildas uh, Cup of Nations, well, they had a win. Uh, Saw them shake off some cobwebs after being apart for three months. How did you think they played? Oh, look, um, it was a pretty, uh, I won't say dire, but, you know, a non-eventful first half, if you like, but um, a a bit of a pep talk from not just the coach, but the captain, Sam Kerr, uh, saw the Matildas come out a very different side. And I think we need to put this into perspective. So they've they've beaten uh, Czechia is what the Czech Republic is called in FIFA competitions. Uh, they beat Czechia 4-0 um, and that they were all scored in the second half. Uh, the players have flown in from all of their various countries, you know, around the world where they play, some of them based here, some of them sort of regional and remote players. Uh, so you've got people coming from everywhere. They're on all different time zones and suddenly it's like, yeah, get out there. We're going to pretend this is the start of the World Cup, which is going to happen here in July um, and 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 we want you to just get rid of the cobwebs, pretend you're not jet lagged and let's see what we can do. Uh, it took them the first half to kind of get into gear and by the second half they uh, they looked really good. So this is Cup of Nations goes uh, until next Wednesday. They'll play in Sydney on Sunday. They'll take on Spain next and then on Wednesday in Newcastle they'll take on Jamaica.
I do want to ask you, sticking with the theme about a new all-female racing category called the F1 Academy, where does this sit in the auspices of international motorsport? Uh, well, this is interesting because, you know, they're, they're sort of dedicating this academy um, specifically to women because they know that their sport is so incredibly, you know, heavily male-dominated. Um, I should point out that, you know, there has been a series uh, that's been underway, I think it's moving into its second year now, um, which is the Extreme E Electric off-road series and each of those teams um, have one male and one female driver oh, yeah. and so they kind of made a bit of a, a, a foray you know motor racing was moving into that like area mixed here. doubles kind yeah, of thing. yeah yeah and and in rally driving and it's been it's been really interesting to watch how those teams have developed and flourished and and suddenly it's it's not as bad as some people might have imagined and so now they've got this f1 academy and they're hoping that uh, some of the the bright young um, stars coming through will be able to move up into uh, you know the other editions of motor racing before finally finally cracking it in F1. Just lastly, what's on the Ticket Podcast this weekend? Uh, we'll be talking about the Peter Bowl doping scenario, which has led to all sorts of, um, you know, confusion. The WPL, as we've just mentioned there, but also what's going on with the Olympics and um, this this kind of standoff between some sports and the Olympic movement. Uh, Ukraine President Zelensky calling for a complete boycott. No athletes from Russia or Belarus to compete there, but the IOC adamant that they should be able to compete as neutrals. Well, let's check it out. That's ABC Sports reporter and host of The Ticket, Tracy Holmes. Always a pleasure. Thank you for that. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.